the Pro Wrestling Vault. 35 short stories including Harley Race, Barrett Brown, Ricky Morton, Cordell Walker, Tracy Smothers, and Tim Storm. Along with 400 photos from the independent scene. Get your book today by going to Russellville.com. Russellville. It's It's where wrestling lives. This is Max Castellanos and Chingon de Texas. This is the Firestarter Jake Christie. This is ECW Original, The Enforcer, C.W. Anderson. And this is Gringo Loco. This is former NWA World Heavyweight Champion Tim Storm, and you're listening to the WrestleVille Podcast. I'm Vinny Berry, and for more than 20 years, I've covered news and sports, specializing in pro boxing, MMA, and wrestling. This is Keith Elliott Greenberg. This is Miss Reality, Maddie Winkowski. Listen to stories from pro wrestling on the WrestleVille Podcast. This is the Golden Boy, Greg Anthony. To listen, go to WrestleVille.com or on Spotify. WrestleVille, it's where wrestling lives. The WrestleVille Podcast, now that, my friend is just incredible. This is Nikki Victory, and wrestling lives in Cincinnati, Ohio. You're listening to the Russellville Podcast. I'm your host, Vinny Berry, and my guest this episode is Nikki Victory, professional wrestler from Cincinnati, Ohio. Nikki, how are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing really good. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited. Yeah, I am too. I am too. So I know uh, some of the people that you've trained with and some of the people you worked with. I've been uh, talking with uh, Roger and Big Mama for about, oh, I guess off and on for about a year now, working on a project with them. And so I've been getting familiar with the Northern Wrestling Federation, which is actually located in Elmwood, right? A, a small a small city outside of Cincinnati? Yes. Yep, that's correct. Talk, talk to us a little bit about your career. And you've been in for five years now. Talk to us a little bit about maybe how you got started and what you've achieved in this in this time period. Yeah, so... I've always liked wrestling. Um, my stepdad and I actually would watch it all the time when I was younger growing up. We'd watch, you know, TNA, Impact, SmackDown, Raw, you know, all of it. And so, like, I really just had an understanding of what there was on TV. Um, and then as I got older, you know, I kind of hit that age in school where it wasn't cool anymore and got made fun of a lot for it. So I kind of pushed it aside for a little bit and Probably once I hit high school, I kind of quit caring and started watching it again, getting back into it. And up until probably my senior year of high school, still just watching it, kind of knew about the promotions on TV. And once I graduated, someone that I went to school with who liked wrestling as well sent me a message and he was like, hey, there's a training school here in Cincinnati. Like, you need to go check it out. And for me, it was kind of shocking because I had no idea that there was even, you know, local wrestling. I didn't know what the indies were at that time, just because I had solely seen what was on TV. So from there, that's when I went and I found Bone Crushers and I went in on a... Was it downtown or was it in Elmwood at the time when you went? 
So I never went to the old location. It's been in Elmwood ever since I started. Okay. I think they had moved a few months prior to me starting. So the building was still fairly new for them too. Okay. So, but I have seen it. I've, I've seen the building. <laughs> Definitely a step up in this new one. Right, right. Um, yeah. So I, I went on a training night, you know, talked to Roger and started that night. And it, it was, it was really tough. It was. Um, Cause you know, I, I did sports in high school and so running and cross country was kind of my thing. So I knew from the get go that I was like, okay, you know, I, I've, I've got it. Like the cardio is going to be great. Like I'm going to have this in the bag, but like, that wasn't really the case at all. Like running cardio and in-ring cardio are two totally different things, not even in the same galaxy. So that was kind of tough in the beginning. Cause I, I, I thought that I bit off more than I could chew. And then the, the other biggest thing from when I started was just not quitting, honestly, because from running, I was, I was really tiny, like probably 20 pounds lighter than I am now. And I'm still fairly small. So getting in the ring and, and taking all those bumps, like was really taking a toll on my body because I had no muscle, no meat on the bones or anything like that. So, I mean, I, I almost quit a handful of times just because I was, I was so beat up. It, but, yeah, it definitely has to be an adjustment. And if you're not, you know, if your body's not callous to that mm -hmm. per se, right? I mean, because you're landing and, you know, I mean, the body is really taking a beating. Absolutely. And and that's what a lot of people don't get. Like, everyone's like, oh, it's fake, you know, but they don't understand that, like, you feel everything in the ring, like everything hurts. Until you, you know, your body just gets used to it and then it just reduces a little bit, but the pain never completely goes away. So just a lot of training and I had a really good support system there. I really did. A lot of people like took me under their wing when I first started. So that definitely helped have people to lean on. But yeah, I mean, just like eight months of just hard training before I got my first match on a show. So it's definitely hard, but I mean, it, it all paid off for sure. What what year was that, Nikki, that you, you had your first match? What was that? So I started in June of 2017, and I had my first match, like, early 2018. I want to say it was just off the top of my head. I want to say it was February. I know it was eight months. Right. Math isn't my thing. <laughs> the thing I found so interesting about the Northern Wrestling Federation was that Here's this promotion that's been in business since what? 19 is it 1995? So oh, Roger would kill me for not knowing. Yeah, this. it's about 27 <laughs> 27 years It's probably going on 28 years so 1995. So that's a long time for for any business, right? Yeah. <laughs> but but for wrestling, you know, especially with all the ups and downs and everything that wrestling has gone through and the changes. But, you know, I, I'm someone who really appreciates independent wrestling. And that's how I came across Roger. I was really impressed with, you know, his grit. I was really impressed with his passion for wrestling. I was really blown away by some of the people that came through. But not only the big names like Monster Abyss and Jillian mm -hmm. Hall and, you know, Carl Anderson, uh, Jordan Clearwater, Chris Harris, right? Those, those are probably some of the big ones that I know. But, yeah. you know, 
there's some of those wrestlers that are with Roger are in pictures of, you know, year after year after year after year. It was like, so talk to me a little bit about, you know, the characteristic of, uh, the you know, of bone crushers. Yeah, and, and that's one thing that I do think makes bone crushers unique and just the NWF unique in general is that we, like, are solely you know, homegrown NWF talent, like our, our roster, everyone was trained with Roger at the NWF. And it's kind of cool because he doesn't need to go and, and find all of this outside talent to bring in when it's all right there. And like everyone, you know, it's like a big family. Everyone comes in together. Like you, you start with your little group of people and you guys train together and you become, you know, super close because you guys are all coming in at the same time. And then you find your group of people and then you know, once you, so like once you first start, you know, you work on like chain wrestling and that kind of thing. So once you get through that and you get into the ring, then you start to mesh with all these other people. And it's, it's, it's really cool because you just kind of get to meet everybody. And then, like you said, like uh, Chris Harris and Abyss, those guys still do come around. And so it's really cool to get to talk to them and get their perspective and learn from them and, and take advice and all kinds of stuff. Um, and it's also cool to know that, like, hey, I'm wrestling somewhere that has produced stars, you know? And so that that does definitely gives you, like, a glimpse of hope, you know? Because it's like, oh, well, you know, if they did it and they trained here with Roger, why can't I do it, you know? So I, I definitely think that that's something else that I really liked as well, is that, you know, people who have gone out there and done big things started just where I'm at, you know? But, yeah, it's it's a big family. It's a big family. Right, and then I'm sure there's there's some of those wrestlers that are are from Cincinnati that that have probably have family roots in in the city. Maybe maybe they don't want to leave. You know, I mean, I've yeah. met some people uh, in the wrestling business who are very successful on the independent scene and wrestle internationally. And never wanted to be on the WWE stage, right? right. Yeah. And, and there's some people that that can't fathom that, you know, they just don't understand that at all. But mm -hmm. every individual has got to be different. Right. Uh, what yep. are your aspirations, Nikki? What would you like to do? I want to do it all. <laughs> I want to do it all. I want to I want to go everywhere I can go, do everything there is to do. Um, I mean, yeah, the ultimate goal is be on TV, wrestle weekly. That's kind of changed over time, you know, like. COVID was tough. Like, I think that was a big setback for a lot of wrestlers because we didn't know what was going to happen. You know, we didn't know if, you know, shows were going to be opening back up, if it was going to be limited on travel. And it was for a little bit, but now that things are kind of rolling, you know, as they were before, like I I'm, I'm motivated, you know, and now that bookings are opening back up. And as you were saying, you mentioned something about, you know, going and taking those outside bookings. One thing that's really cool is that nine times out of 10, when I go to an outside booking and I talk with that promoter, he's like, oh, you're one of Rogers. All right. Don't even need to worry about you. I know you're trained well. So Roger just has that really good reputation, which has helped me out so much going other places. Because a lot of the times girls aren't trained as long as they should be, in my opinion, because there aren't as many girls out there doing this as the guys. So a girl comes in and like, oh, we, we want to keep you. We want to get you out here doing this, doing that. When in reality, like, it does take a long time to learn how to be a wrestler, you know? So 
it's just really cool that, you know, he took that time with me and made sure that I was solid and ready to go before, you know, I started getting out there. You know, there's, there's certain guys in the business that who have schools and just have a certain level of respect with other people in the business because of not only what they believe in and what their track record is, but what do, what do you think it is? What do you think it is with Roger that, that I mean, has that credibility? I think it's a lot of factors. You know, he's been in the wrestling business for so long, not only as a promoter, but he did a lot as a referee and even wrestled himself, you know, so he's got the knowledge. He, he knows what he's doing and he knows how to run a good promotion and a good show and a good training center. And I just think that he's held himself up to such a high standard that his trainees just kind of follow in his footsteps, you know? And it's like, when we go out places, it's like, okay, not only am I representing myself, but I'm also representing Roger. So I think when we all have that mindset and we all just want what's best for him, what's best for us, what's best for the NWF, like just having that mindset, I think really helps, but yeah, he's just super respected. He, he knows what he's doing and he's a good friend. Like, Roger's awesome. I could talk about him all day, honestly. <laughs> Nikki, go ahead and uh, talk to me a little bit about the sign that was inspired in the original facility of Bone Crushers that was adopted in the new one in Elmwood as well. What's it mean? What's it mean to you? So the sign says, take pride or get out. And to me, that just shows, you know, how proud all of us are to be a part of the NWF. And it's like, if you're there and you're not proud, there's probably something wrong because you should be. I mean, it's just, it's such a, a good place to be. Like I said earlier, it's such a big family environment. Everyone's there to lift each other up. And I mean, just knowing that you're, you're being trained by one of the best, like that is something to be proud of, you know? So I, and, and I think a lot of people there feel that way as well. And we were talking about the uniqueness of the uh, Northern Wrestling Federation where you said that, you know, there's not like, he's not calling in big names, you know, on a weekly, um, you know, he's, he's using the talent that he's trained, right. He's, mm -hmm. he's using you, you got big mama, you got Lord crew, uh, the list goes on and on, right. He's got all these talents and, you know, what are you guys running two, three shows a week, couple shows a week, right? Yeah. So we do our main show, which is we run every single Saturday. Um, and then we do future stars as well. And those are, it kind of depends on the week. Most of the time those fall on Sundays, but for sure, once a week, most of the time, one to two times a week though, depending if there's a future stars event. Right. And you guys are in, I guess what you call a Cincinnati proper or the little, little towns outside of Cincinnati. You also go to Covington, Kentucky, right? Mm -hmm. So you do... I guess what the lower part of Ohio and the northern part of Kentucky, pretty much. Yep, yep. And then we do go a little bit um, up in Ohio too. We go into like the Fairfield area, which is kind of between Cincinnati and Dayton, closer to Cincinnati though. And what do you think? Um, what do you think it is about the 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 fans that? You know, they've got to be special too, right? I mean, it's it's you you got to have a little bit of everything, right? A good promotion, good wrestling talent, good fans, a good community for that. What do you, what do you think? It, it, it's it's got to be a combination of everything, right? 
Oh, absolutely. And we have such a good fan base. And if it weren't for them, I mean, we wouldn't have our, our shows every week, you know? They're so loyal. And, like, we have the same batch of fans who go to Covington, who go to, you know, Bone Crushers, who follow us all the way up to Fairfield. I mean, they're, they're just always there supporting us. And some of them never miss a show, ever. I've never seen them not at a show. And that's what's really cool. And we have this one lady, her name is Doris. She's like everybody's grandma. And she is just the sweetest lady. She gets so into every single, you know, show that we have. And I look back on pictures from years before I was even considering wrestling. And she's sitting in her spot in every single photo. So it's like, we just have like such a great fan base who, you know, always there. And and that's what I love. We know we're going to see the same people every single week. They're cheering everybody on. I'm I'm sure also too, with the repeat, you know, the, the fans that are repeat customers, so to speak, uh, you probably get to know them a little bit too, right? You know, you get oh, to know yeah. the name, maybe who they're married to or s- stories about their kids and, and where they live, right? Yep. Absolutely. Like we definitely get to be close with some of the fans. Like some of them feel like family, you know, and I only see them on the weekends at wrestling. So Right. So it's got to be a tight-knit community, not only with the wrestlers, but with the people involved in the wrestling as well, right? The the fans and maybe the people that work the shows and whatnot, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Them too. I mean, it's, it's really just one big community and we're all just so close-knit because we see each other every single Saturday. Now, when you're out in town or when you go to work or, you know, people like hey you're nick you're nikki victory you, you yeah. Get that? <laughs> yeah it's happened a few times definitely more so after doing some stuff with AEW. speaking of the fans one crazy thing actually happened i was at a monday night raw event as a seat filler so we were walking down and i'm with the group of wrestlers and we're walking down and i hear nikki nikki and i'm like who on earth here knows me at at raw you know and I turn around and it was a batch of our fans who come to our shows who picked me out of a crowd there, which I thought was so crazy. But yeah, I mean, it's just like you, you run into people all the time. And it, it's weird at work, like my real job when I, you know, see people and they're like, oh, my gosh. And just, it's crazy. You know, it's not something that I ever thought would happen to me. It's got to be neat for sure. You know, it's uh, I guess feeling of a celebrity. Right. And you, you're just doing <laughs> yeah. what you you know, you're just doing what you love, right? Right, you know? for sure. Yeah, I, you know what, I, uh, I I have a funny story. I was selling, uh, I live in South Texas, so I'm real close to the Mexican border. And um, I went to a, a show, it was like, uh, there was some lucha, but it was just really wrestling, but there's more fans in the in the crowd wearing lucha masks than anything else right <laughs> and uh this fan he bought one of my books he was wearing his mask the whole time so i really didn't get a good look at him but he was talking to me in spanish and i had to get somebody to translate for me but he wanted his picture with me and he wanted me to sign his book Aww. you know and he had that translated for me and it made it made me feel good right so yeah. I I can only imagine, right? And and I guess if you follow what you want to do, it's it's really not work, right? I mean, there's, no. you know, I mean, I'm sure, you know, getting dropped on your ass 
you know, doesn't feel good night, night after night or, you know, a couple of times a weekend. But, you know, it's it's really what you enjoy doing. Right. And telling the stories inside the ring and, you know, making this magic happen with whoever you are in the ring with. Right. Absolutely. It doesn't feel like work at all. When I first started and I was getting used to, you know, taking the hits and the falls, I mean, I was like, man, like, why, why am I doing this? You know, like, I don't have to. But now, you know, it's I, I wouldn't have it any other way. I couldn't I, see myself not doing it. I was going to ask, what, what's your what's your husband or your your parents think? Well, my husband, I actually met him at the NWF. He's a wrestler as well. <laughs> and my mom, she was not a fan. Um, she, she hated the idea of me wrestling and it was something that I was like, I gotta do it. You know, I'm not going to be young forever. I was 19 at the time. So, you know, I was still living at home with them, but it was something I was like, mom, like I'm an adult. I'm going to do this for me. If it doesn't work out, at least I tried, you know, and she, it took her forever before she came to one of my matches. Cause she just didn't know much about it. She saw it on TV and she saw the the chairs and the tables and ladders and she just didn't really know like what to expect. But now she's there every single weekend pretty much and she's got all of her Nikki Victory shirts and she loves it. She loves it. How did you get hooked up with AEW and what was your match with Serena Deeb like? So my match with Serena, I absolutely love her. She is phenomenal. She is so talented. And just getting to to share the ring with someone as good as her, I mean, it it still doesn't feel real, honestly. Because like I was saying earlier, like this is not something that I ever thought that I could like actually do, let alone, you know, start to get some really cool opportunities in and just I don't know. A lot of the time, it just still feels so surreal because it's like, oh, like me, like, you know, I get to do this. So just sharing the ring with someone like her, as smart as she is and so much knowledge. and That's what I want. You know, I want to be in there with someone better than me because, you know what, I got to be as good as them, you know, like it's only going to push me to make myself better. And that's what I want. So you wrestle in Cincinnati. Are you kind of like stretching the the bookings you kind of going a little further maybe going to indiana or maybe virginia or somewhere you know like the state's a little a little closer to where you're at pennsylvania and whatnot what are you doing yeah so it, it really just depends you know it's it's whoever reaches out whoever you know i get in contact with i've been to when i was still newer i think my first booking that was like pretty far away for me at the time was uh tennessee like six hours deep into Tennessee. I did a lot in New Bern. Um, I did some stuff in Pittsburgh, which was pretty cool. Chicago, I've been there a few times. Um, and then I, I go to uh, Mississippi quite a bit, bottom of Tennessee. It's kind of like where Mississippi, Arkansas, and, and Tennessee all kind of meet down there. So right. it's about nine hours for me. So that's probably the furthest that I've driven. Um, but I do that a couple times a year. I'll go anywhere I can. <laughs> oh, I'd love to see you down here in Texas. That would be awesome. That's one place I've wanted to go. I've I've seen so many good promotions down there, and it definitely seems like a hot spot for wrestling. Oh, absolutely. San Antonio is good. Dallas is good. I'm planning to go up to Dallas around Christmas time. So 
hope hoping to get a couple matches up there you know to go to some events and whatnot but right yeah absolutely there's a ton of stuff down here so. that's yeah that's what i want the, the drive though is just so far <laughs> oh absolutely well the drive in the state is just as bad as getting here <laughs> and, and that's one thing that's crazy too is like driving through kentucky that is the longest state to get through for absolutely no reason <laughs> there's nothing to look at it oh terrible <laughs> but you're distracted by all that blue grass yeah that's true that's true <laughs> Hey, Nikki, where can fans find you on social media? They can find me on all platforms. And I'm going to look up my name here because I am terrible with social media. So it's uh, at Nikki Victory underscore Nikki with two K's and one I. <laughs> do you have any uh, matches online? Any Anything on YouTube or any? Do you have a page or anything like that? So I do have stuff just here and there on YouTube that people have posted. Um, I don't have my own page. That's something that I am looking to do, though. But I mean, yeah, just random videos here and there. Um, some people like to post some stuff on Facebook. Um, and then I do have the matches on YouTube with AEW Dark as well. Well, Nikki, it's been a pleasure having you on the show and talking to you tonight. I've really enjoyed uh, getting to know you and just listening to about your journey in wrestling. Thank you for having me. It's been fun. All right. Thank you very much. You're listening to the Russellville Podcast, where wrestling lives. PWC Podcast with Rick Del Santo. For all your wrestling reviews, interviews, and news, Rick covers the United Wrestling Network, the NWA, and the Northeast region of the United States Independence. PWC, 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 PWC,